The opinions and views shared in this podcast are the opinions and views of the host and the host alone. They are not a reflection of his employer or any other organization that the host is a member of. The host does not speak for anyone, only himself. This is the I Am Pith Podcast. Get ready for contact. Dear Mayor, my name is Officer Dexter Pitts. I am a 12-year officer with the Louisville Metro Police Department. I work in the 1st Division. I work the night shift, and I am proud to wear this uniform, and I am proud to serve the citizens of Louisville. It is my absolute pleasure when someone is in the midst of a dark and murky situation, and they feel that they're only way out is to call 911 and I love when that call comes through and I am the one that's that is dispatched and I am the one that gets to help them in their most desperate moment you see mayor I'm a workhorse I'm a grunt I'm a pipe hitter I'm a servant of the people who works in the trenches of Louisville I'm not fond of politics or politicians because both have lost sight of the people and seem to be more so self-serving as opposed to selfless see when i think of politics i think of the bible verse matthew 19 24 but there's a little bit of a twist when i think about it that verse says it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of god me instead of saying a rich man i replace that with politician like everyone else You know, I have my politics, my beliefs, but my politics do not govern every aspect of my life. My politics are not what pushes me to get up up out of bed. My desires for myself, my family, my brothers and sisters on LMPD and the citizens of Louisville are not based in politics. Playing politics is for a job for some and for others, it's a game. But see, when you work and live in the trenches like me, My fellow officers and the many citizens of Louisville, we do not have time for political games. In the trenches, it's all about survival and doing what is right, not about votes, popularity, and future political aspirations. And speaking of trenches, according to the Hillier Hines report the city did, 75% of officers who labor day in and day out in the trenches next to me say that they would leave LMPD if they could, Mayor. You see, you can use that fact in two ways. Knowing that 75% would leave if they could, and I'm putting emphasis on the word if they could, which means 75% feel trapped here with no way out. Knowing that your officers feel trapped here, you could take this time to play politics and Use this knowing that they can't go nowhere and just use your heel to crush us. You could just use your might to smite us and force your will upon us. Or what you could do is use this as a sign that 75% of your officers are unhappy. Use this as a sign to not play politics. Use this as a sign to do the right thing for your officers. Use this as a sign to come see the men, lift them up encourage them not play politics
But see, the other 15% who want to stay, they are the ones that have promoted out of the trenches. They have good medical insurance, pensions, a healthy salary, and they do not have to get as dirty as us, those of us still in the trenches. See, life on the top of the trenches is a little easier and a bit more sweeter, but not stress-free or problem-free. And I do not blame anyone or shame anyone who has made it out of the trenches and into leadership on this department. But regardless of our positions at the bottom of the trench or on top, we all got dirty in 2020. You know, in 2004, when I fought in Iraq, I was a 20-year-old infantry soldier. I came home changed. I lost a piece of myself in the Middle East. And I can almost say the same thing about 2020 for myself and many of our fellow officers and even our citizens. 2020 changed us. We all changed, and we all lost a part of ourselves. The city changed, and the city lost a part of itself. The city doesn't feel the same. And I wanted to ask you, Mayor, where were you in 2020? And I'm not saying this in a disrespectful manner, just wondering, because I remember where I was most of 2020. I remember what I was doing and the many things that happened to me while wearing this uniform in service of the city in 2020. You know, the threats made to me and my fellow officers day in and day out. Some of the worst things I've ever heard said to another human. The threats made against my family who suffer because I choose to wear a uniform and serve the citizens of Louisville. I remember my kids crying and my wife begging me not to go to work some nights because she was so worried because of how bad things had gotten downtown and how out of control the city had gotten from all the looting and the protesting and the rioting. I remember I got so paranoid one night that I started taking a different route home each night. I remember I would stop at different stores, do a couple laps in the parking lot, then leave. And then right before I got to my street, I would cut the lights off on my police cruiser and slowly move down the street, making sure no one's behind me or around me or detecting me. And then I would park far away from where I lived and I would get out of my car, making sure nobody was watching. And I would walk the rest of the distance to my place because I did not want anyone to follow me to see where Officer Pitts lived. I did not want anyone to know where I kept my most precious, most valuable things that I have in life, my family. Because earlier in that shift, somebody said to me and my fellow officers, we're coming for all you. We're coming for your families. Just watch. On the night of September 23rd, 2020, I'll never forget that night. I've been doing this job 12 years, but that night I was legitimately scared. There is nothing worse than walking with your fellow officers through an empty parking lot with no cover in sight and then hearing random gunshots ring out. And you know those gunshots and every round fired is aimed at you and your brothers with ill intent. And the worst thing you could ever hear in your police career is officer down. But even worse than officer down is hearing we've got two officers down. I remember how my heart sank that night as I watched them put two of our officers in the back of a truck to drive them to U of L. I remember taking cover behind a concrete pillar, pulling out my weapon and scanning the eye, the alley south of my location, trying to see if this person was going to try to come back and shoot and hurt more of us. 
You know, and I remember hearing the update that they were going to be okay and breathing a sigh of relief. But even worse, I remember the phone call home to my wife who was watching the live stream of everything happening and then calling my phone and texting me. Friends and family calling and texting me and me being unable to answer my phone because I'm in a security hold and I can't let them know that I'm okay. I remember 2020 mail well, Mayor. I remember the night of September 23rd very well. I remember going home that night after taking that long way around town, circling those parking lots and driving in the dark and making the walk to my place and the look on my wife's face and how she hugged me that night. I remember going to my kid's room and just staring over them while I'm in my uniform, just watching them sleep peacefully knowing that everything in their world was great. But inside of my heart and inside of my mind, a storm was brewing and the repeat incident of those shots fired of my fellow officers being struck is playing over and over and over and over. And it still plays over and over almost a year later. 2020, it changed me. It changed your officers. It changed the city. I'm sure it changed you. You know, 2020 was so bad, I remember the times that during my shift, I had to go and stand watch at your place because you know all too well what it's like to get threats and to have people come after you. I remember standing there at the base of your driveway, just wondering what it must feel like to have that much security, what it must feel like to have an army of officers at your disposal that you can have them come protect you and your family. See, see, that is a privilege that most citizens in Louisville do not have. That's a privilege that m even me as an officer, I do not have. But you, Mayor, you do live a life of privilege. And it's not because of the color of your skin. I don't believe in white privilege. But it's because of your position. And I respect that position. And I respect your role as mayor. You have a privilege that a lot of people don't have. See, you have the privilege of when things go wrong and people come after you, you have your own personal security detail. See, the rest of us in Louisville, the citizens. Now, with our current state and the police department and the lack of officers we have, we have citizens that don't have that rapid response like they wish they had. So when that person calls in their deepest, darkest moments, we're coming. But we're not coming as fast as we used to or as fast as we could because we don't have the privilege of having that immediate security or having officers there at the tip of our fingers and at the and at the drop of a dime with just one single phone call. You know, Mayor, I made a, a traffic accident a couple weeks ago at 11th and Chestnut. I didn't get there for an hour and this was an injury accident. People were hurt really bad. And by the time we got there, they were so mad at the police. They were disgusted that it took us an hour to get there to help them in their darkest moment. And all I could do was apologize and say, I'm sorry. We don't have enough officers right now. It's not that your call is not important. Every call that comes across the radio wave is important. Every call that is dispatched to an LMPD officer is important, but we do not have the staffing that is required 
to meet the needs of the people in this city. And it is a shame. For example, not too long ago, about a weekend ago, I would say we had between Portland, Russell neighborhood, downtown and Nulu, we had a grand total of six police officers and two sergeants. And I said that was the same night that we had that accident. And before that accident, a call that came out about a lady and her daughter who had been jumped by some people and apparently a shot was fired. And while we were there busy, tied up on this, the accident comes out, then other chaos breaks out. And now we are here trying to prioritize the chaos and determine which call is more important than the other when every call should be important. But we don't have the staffing to make all the citizens feel as though their dire cry for help and their dire need for a police officers is important. The officers of LMPD are tired and weary and they are looking for rest and we are not finding it because we have to pick up the slack where other people have left our, our department and seeking employment at other agencies that pay more and even some that don't pay more for peace of mind, a better schedule, less stress. See, Mayor, this podcast, this isn't about you and a staff. This is about the people of Louisville. This is about your officers. Now is not the time for political jousting while you prepare for your next political career move. While you're playing politics, the citizens of Louisville are suffering more so. The black community in Louisville is suffering and young black lives are being lost in record numbers across this city. I believe it's something like 22 children have been shot and killed in Louisville. Anytime a child is harmed, it is unacceptable, but it has almost become the norm here in Louisville Metro. You see, I do not play into identity politics. I have no political interest or political aspirations. At the moment, I have zero interest in promoting out of the trenches into management. My only interest lies with my citizens feeling safe to walk the streets of Louisville and my fellow officers feeling empowered to provide them with a blanket of safety while being properly and fairly compensated for the sacrifices that we have get given this last year. We all know that life on this earth is temporary and we all have an appointed day and time in which we will breathe our last breath on this earth and we will have to stand before our maker. When I die and I have to stand judgment before my maker, He's not going to ask me what I did with my politics. He's going to ask me and judge me based on what I did in the trenches. Mayor, I pray that you live a long life. But when your time on earth is up and you have to stand before your maker and you are judged by your work in the trenches and not your politics, how will you answer? I know how I will answer. I will tell my maker that I swore an oath to the United States Constitution multiple times to put others before myself to ensure that people were safe in my presence, to ensure that I did everything that I could to hold people accountable that would hurt others and do harm to them. And as I sit back and watch the real of my life, I will smile with satisfaction as I watch myself pound on the chest of somebody giving them CPR or Holding and consoling a kid that is crying because something happened with his parents. 
I will watch with happiness as I see myself driving Code 3 to a scene trying to help somebody in their worst and most desperate moment. That is how I will answer. And I know that being the mayor of a very diverse city of 700,000 people is tough. And having to make decisions about thousands of metro government employees and contracts is no easy job at all. And you're doing this while trying to have your own life. I have a hard time keeping track of my wife and two kids at times. And not even that, trying to take responsibility of my beat and hold myself accountable to those people that call me when I'm in service to the community. It's not easy. And I respect you for doing that. I know your term as mayor is almost done and you're on your way out the door and you don't have to care. I doubt you would care to listen to this. I doubt you will have the time in your busy schedule to listen. If by chance you do, I'm not expecting you to change your politics, your beliefs or your mind. But I just wanted to let you know what's going on with your officers in the streets and what's happening with some of the citizens. I might not like or agree with your politics, Mayor, but as a man of God and a follower of Christ, I believe in praying for those in leadership. I pray that the Lord blesses you and protects you and your family. And I pray that the Lord guides you with his hand as you lead our city. And I pray that the Lord blesses you with many years of health and longevity. May God bless the city of Louisville. May God bless the citizens of Louisville. May God bless our city leaders. And may God bless the men and women of the Louisville Metro Police Department. All right. Now that that's done. (laughs) I know some people are like, this fool is crazy. He is absolutely crazy. Who does he think he is? I'm nobody. I'm just a street cop who loves this city, who loves this police department, who loves his fellow officers who loves his family. I'm just a guy with a microphone and opinion. That's all. Nobody special. But I'm also an American citizen. And as an American citizen, the U.S. Constitution applies to me. See, people have it misconstrued that just because I'm a police officer and I wear a badge for a living and a gun belt and a bulletproof vest that the Constitution no longer applies to me. And see, that's not the case. Police officers, when you sign up to do this job, you do not give up your rights as an American citizen. You were an American citizen before you became a police officer. So therefore, you still fall under the Constitution and all the amendments therein. You do not have to silence yourself and be silenced. Of course, I know that officers are afraid to speak out and say things. And of course, I'm in a better position to where I feel as though I can speak out and say things because I don't have to live my life in fear of Metro government or somebody in my command or some journalists coming and snatching away my livelihood. I don't have to live with that fear, but I also believe that if you are in a position to say something or do something to make something known while others can't and you don't do it, you don't deserve to be in that position. Well, Dexter Pitts is in the position to do so. And Dexter Pitts is going to flex his First Amendment rights. See, now, yes, as an officer, you do have to be careful 
about what you say and do because everything you do in or out of uniform is a reflection on not just you, but the police department that you represent. And there is nothing that I have done in this uniform that I am ashamed of. I've said it before. I stand behind everything I have done while wearing this badge. I have never gone out of my way to hurt anybody or to do the wrong thing. I know what it's like to be bullied. I know what it's like to be the person that people look at to hurt, that people want to come after because of what you represent and stand for. That has been the story of my life. And therefore, since I know what it feels like to feel that hurt, it is my sworn duty and obligation to ensure that even the people that hate me, that despise me being a police officer, the people that despise me being black and being a conservative and being a Christian. It is my duty to ensure that those people have the right to tell me, go screw yourself, cop. Go screw yourself, Christian. Go screw yourself, you black conservative, you Uncle Tom sellout. That's America. I might not like it. I might not agree with it. But I support this country and what it was built upon and founded upon. And that is freedom of speech and freedom of expression and freedom of assembly. So long as you are not doing it in a manner to hurt people. There's a difference between hate speech and saying things that people don't like. They are not the same. And I'm saying this because I just recently learned that a journalist, I'm not going to say her name and I'm not going to say who she writes for but this person has done an open records request on me, Dexter Pitts. And my assumption is from her body of work and from what I've heard from other officers on the department is that this lady hates the police. And I've seen some of her work and she writes hit pieces on police officers. Well, I don't know what her intentions are with my personal record and my personal file, but there is nothing in my personal record or file that I've not talked about before or anything in there that I'm not ashamed of. So I don't know why, ma'am, you're coming to look at my personal file. I don't know what you're hoping to find, but I can point you in the directions of two ex-wives I got. <laughs> if you want that, I got you. If you're looking for a juicy, dirty story, good luck. Keep looking because like my last name says, the I in pits stands for integrity and that is the only way I have ever operated while wearing this uniform. Yes, I've made mistakes and those mistakes are in my file. I had a negligent discharge of my shotgun years ago. I'm not ashamed. I've had complaints on me. I've had one complaint on me that it was sustained and it was not sustained because I did something to hurt somebody, but because I made a policy mistake, which is easy to do when you have a policy book that is eight. 150 pages long. I, Dexter Pitts, am not a perfect man and have made mistakes. And I am okay with being held accountable to what I have done wrong while in uniform. But like I said, my heart is in the right place. The mistakes I have made have never been out of malice or hate. I would much rather be somebody's personal punching bag while in this uniform. And let them say all the mean, nasty, dirty, hurtful things to me. Then as opposed to me going back and saying mean, dirty, nasty, hurtful things to them. Because in this uniform, I am a symbol of freedom. I am a symbol of I am a symbol of accountability.
I am a symbol of integrity. I am a symbol and representative of everything that a police officer is supposed to be. And I do it to my best every time I put the uniform on. Like I said, that doesn't mean that I don't make mistakes. That doesn't mean that I don't have bad days. But I would never, ever let my bad days infringe upon somebody else's rights or unfairly or unjustly targeting people because of what they look like and what they believe. Because as I have said before on this show, all tones matter. See, when the tones go off on the police radio, we don't care what your politics are. We don't care about your sexual orientation. We don't care about the color of your skin. We don't care about your social economic status. None of that matters. All I know is when those tones go off, somebody needs my help. Somebody needs my assistance. Somebody is in a dire strait and they need Officer Pitts. So like I said, I don't know what this lady's intentions are with wanting my personal file. So I'm not going to go off and I'm not going to lie. When I first learned about it, I was a little perturbed and upset. Like who is coming after me and why? But as we all know, when you stand for the truth and you try to do the right thing, there are going to be people who want to smear you and tear you down. But when you live a life like I have, not a perfect life, but when you live a life built on integrity and personal responsibility, you don't have to worry about people digging around in your backyard looking for bones. My bones have all been dug up. My bones are on display and there is nothing I have to hide. You all will see that in my book that is due out sometime in December. You know, we used to say in the military that assumption is the mother of all mess ups. And I've already assumed what this person's intent is. But that's me assuming and I could be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I really do. And if so, I will eat it and I will apologize and say sorry. If your intents are to smear me, hurt me and try to take away what I built with this podcast and my book, I'm not going nowhere. I'm ready for a fight. I'm ready for whatever. I am not scared. You can't cancel me. You can't cancel my freedom. You can't cancel anything about me. Dexter Pitts does not cower, does not run. Dexter Pitts does not concede ground without a fight. I'm not going to lie. I'm surprised. That it's taken anybody this long to possibly start taking aim at me because we all know that being black, being conservative, being a Christian and speaking out the truth and the word of Jesus Christ and the Holy Bible, it puts a target on you. But I'm not afraid of the target that's aimed at me at all. That's if that's if that's if that's what it is. I pray it's not. But if it is. And you've been listening to my podcast. I thank you for the views and I thank you for the downloads. I hope you find a juicy story that you're looking for because it ain't there. You can come up with any store to store you want. I'm sure you should find right around the city. You'll find somebody that might have something bad to say about me because I've not been perfect. But see, my character is what I and who I am as a person is what I pride myself on. It's how I police It is in every aspect of my life. I'm not defined by the color of my skin or of any of the other titles that I have. My character is everything. 
And you can try to assassinate my character all you want. But my character is bulletproof. And that's because my mama raised me right. That's because I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. And I take the Bible at heart. I might not be a perfect Christian, but I know what my Lord and Savior expects of me. And he expects me to love everyone. He expects me to be a protector. He expects me to do the hard right over the easy wrong. He doesn't expect me to play politics. See, God doesn't care about politics. There's right and there's wrong. See, down here on earth, we have right, wrong and gray. But there is no gray when it comes to the kingdom of God. And Matthew 6, 24 says, you cannot serve two masters for you will love one and hate the other. Me, I have chosen to serve on the right side of this thing and serve the people and do what is right. That's why I don't like politics, because politics likes to do get you dirty. I'm not about politics, but I am about the people. This has been the I'm Pitts podcast. Y'all know where to find me. You can find the I'm Pitts podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and now on Amazon as well. If you could, please leave a review for the show. Rate the show. If you think I'm a jerk, you think I'm a horrible person, by all means, please tell me. There's nothing you can say to me or comments you can leave that's going to hurt me, especially after what I went through last year. I am bulletproof. I, I don't have feelings right now because they were not issued to me when I came back to start working here last year. And so, like I said, I don't know the intent behind this open records request on me, and I'm not too concerned. Brother ain't got nothing to hide. If anything, it'll be good publicity for me, for the podcast and for the book. So if there's any haters out there listening, I hope you're snarling as you listen to this, as you give me a yet another download. Thank you. Keep it coming. And I'm ready for whatever. I'll holler at y'all on the, on the next one. <laughs> <laughs>